0: Hello and welcome to episode twenty-six of North Point Plus. Woo, woohoo! Happy episode... year. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it
1: feels like. Hey, I, let just me just say along. this: when we started this, we had no idea. <laughs> we really just did it with a three-week test and didn't know if it would connect with people, if it would do what we hoped or not. Yeah. And I just, I just want to say thank you for sending questions. Is Thank you for sending questions in, and thank you for watching yeah. and for letting us know that it's that it's helpful because it it really is a fun thing to kind of. Uh, dialogue more about yep. the message and um, and to have some inter- interactive kind of piece to it rather than just getting up to speak.
0: So yeah, that. yeah, it's great. I, I, love the, I, I love that dynamic of having questions coming in and continuing that conversation. I was just looking up. We are almost at 170 questions total over the last oh, wow, that's great. 26 episodes, which is really cool to look yeah. back and just think of all of the discussions that we've been able to have yeah. because questions are coming in. It's just really cool. So That's great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so this is our follow-up podcast. So we uh, gather together every Sunday. Uh, we worship together. We hang out with each other, talk with each other, and just uh, build community. And this is an opportunity to continue doing exactly that. This, uh, it, it allows us to continue the conversation. You submit questions. We talk through them. Uh, go back to God's Word whenever we can. And it's just yeah. a cool opportunity to, to dive just a little deeper than we get to on Sunday yeah. mornings, which is awesome. Yep. So, uh, this podcast is exciting because we just kicked off a new series, yeah. so we we went through Proverbs for two months, which which was great. We read through the book of Proverbs twice, uh, went through it uh, seven or eight Sundays, uh, going through different messages, and now we've kicked off our new series called Jesus Is, and this is going to lead up to Easter, which is really, really cool. So, talk a little bit about this series and what we're going to be doing every Sunday.
1: <clears throat> I, I love kind of how we've crafted this series in that um, Each week, we're looking at a different event that happens from the last 10 days of, of Jesus' life. Well, up up through the resurrection. Yeah. Um. The easiest one, if we go backwards, is obviously on Easter Sunday. We're talking <laughs> about the resurrection. That, <laughs> right. That'll be great. But um, we're going to do a special service on Good Friday. Yeah. That yep. that focuses on the trials right. and the death of the crucifixion of Jesus. That's going to be neat on Friday night at seven o'clock. Yeah. Um. And then with um, I don't know if you've ever thought that much. Usually we just tend to think in terms of oh, the Sunday before is. Is uh, Palm Sunday, mm-hmm. but that will be one of the messages that we do. But a lot happens yeah. from uh, during that week. Cleansing the temple, we'll be talking about that. Yep. Um, uh, the the anointing of Jesus is kind of where we're going next week, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody's speaking on that. That somebody, I uh, <laughs> don't know who that is. <clears throat> and so it. All of those are in the context of Jesus and who He is, uh, His role as as King or servant or um, uh, you know whatever it is, and that's just going to
0: be cool. Yeah, I was super, super excited when we started planning out the series, talking about how uh, you talked in the message today about how Jesus has a plan. Jesus has that plan kind of formulated and no one else really knows what's going on. But Jesus, Jesus always has that. And it's cool to look at the last days of Jesus and where he picks and says, "Okay, I'm going to use this event to show my power over death. I'm going to show I'm going to choose this event to show that I'm king. I'm going to choose this event to show that I'm worthy. And all of these things lead up to the point of that that culmination of events where Jesus shows all of those attributes yes. in the resurrection is really, really cool. So I'm I'm super excited for this series. Um, and yeah, it's today was great. So today we kicked it off yeah. with talking about how Jesus has authority and power over death and the story of Lazarus and Lazarus is dead and then he's brought back to life. And so get, I guess kind of give the 30-second the summary of what you unpacked in the message this Sunday.
1: Well, it, you know, it was really fun to preach because... Um, that's a passage I often use in in funeral yeah. messages. you yeah. know when you're talking that Jesus saying, I'm the resurrection and the life. Yeah. and and the essence of the message really was that Jesus said it's it's in me, that the resurrection, new life, life after death, it's in me. And then his question for Martha. Do you believe this? Hmm. What do you What do you do with that? Yeah. If that's true, but but um, some side journeys along the way, <laughs> yeah. uh, in in terms of um, the Thomas's role in that, I just think I just found that really. interesting. I love that you brought that up. That was yeah. fascinating. Um, that the you know that that Thomas would be the one who says when when the disciples say, "Yeah, we've got to... Okay, we're you you realize if we go, we're going to die. Yeah. And Thomas says. Let's, let's go. <laughs> let's go die with him. Yeah. Um. And then just six, eight weeks later, whatever it is, right. he, um, he says, I don't believe. I, yeah. don't, I don't believe he's still alive. Yeah. Um. Mm. Yeah. Just such a, such a great, um, the humanity of the characters in Scripture that just that they're not painted in glowing pictures. Yep. They're all their all their faults, all their foibles. It's, yeah. it's there, so uh, so that really that really was it. The story of Lazarus is such a great story. Mary and Martha, his sisters. Jesus loves them. Uh, Lazarus gets sick. They call for help from Jesus. Jesus hangs out because he has a bigger plan. Yeah. Um his plan is not to just help Lazarus get well. Yeah. His plan is to build faith in them and to help them understand he is resurrection and life. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Love it. Great stuff. So we got some questions today. Okay. So we'll we'll work through these and these are these are great questions to work through. So yeah. one of the things you talked about is just the concept of, of grief and mourning and funerals in that time. Yeah. And how it's so different for us today. And so one of the questions we got was regarding Deaths and deaths and funerals culturally today are so different even than they were a few generations ago. Not that, right. I, I think even back ten years ago, Absolutely. funerals were different than they are today. Um, so, what can we as a church or as a community do to support people that are going through that process of grieving of death and loss, rather than just the one funeral that we might end up going to and then calling it good after that?
1: Yeah. L- let me. Let me just. Um do a little foundational work yeah. um, in the Jewish culture in the New Testament. <clears throat> it was not, well, it, w- it was a common thing for mourners to be paid. So when mm-hmm. somebody died, you would, y- you know, Hey, here's 20 bucks. Can you come be a part of the sob party? And, <laughs> and so it, the more people that were there that were involved in the mourning, mm-hmm. the more important the person was. And so you paid to have this grief kind of thing. And, And that sounds really funny to us, but it was probably very um, cathartic. It was probably very healing Mm -hmm. to be able to mourn together, to cry together, and then then to kind of move forward. What's interesting to me is we don't see that with with Mary and Martha. Mm -hmm. The people who are there— the Scripture talks about differently than in some other funerals yeah. in that you really do have a sense these are people who cared about them, yeah. um, that were concerned and that that um, wanted to be supportive of them. Hmm. Now, you fast forward, that's kind of a side issue, we fast forward in our current culture, and I think the biggest thing that we can probably do um, is encourage people who are mourning to, to live in that period, to live hmm. in the mourning period. I um I I grieve um uh, you mourn whatever that over the last two years with COVID so many people have died hmm. and people have not been able to process that in a healthy way yeah their emotions their understanding their thinking um because COVID uh, limited gatherings yeah. and so they didn't have people around them to mm-hmm. be able to share in that time yeah. I th- I think it's really important. To um, to as you mourn as, as you mourn the loss of somebody, to have some people around you that that love you, care about you, that are just with you to walk through that. Yeah. And we need some we need some rituals to help us process that. Yeah. Um, we we host a a group that's uh, just getting ready to start in a couple of weeks, Grief Share, mm-hmm. that um, yeah. that helps people process because so much of the time when you lose someone you're, you're just trying to manage and get through that season. Yeah. And you really need, uh, I guess my advice would be to say, if that's true of someone in your life, that they're experiencing that, help them to live in the moment and to not get pushed too far too fast. Yep. Um, help, help them grieve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's especially hard. I, we've had uh, a couple of of people that I I know just recently, where where a parent died with young kids, mm. and somebody else is is um, helping care for the kids, or the or their spouse is helping care for the kids, yeah. and they're just trying to survive. And the the danger yeah. in that is that they never really process. And so the, so you've got to you've got to create some space where that can happen, some breaks where somebody else can take the kids, where somebody else can. Yeah. Um, uh just alleviate all the stuff. Yep. So that you can grieve and and that you can ultimately come to a place where you're able to in a sense kind of turn the page mm-hmm. in the chapter to start a new chapter. Um and have that not be forced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the, the biggest thing that I would think of is, you know, when it comes to Americans and grief, <clears throat> we <laughs> we just we like it to be quick. We want it right. to be a really quick thing. It's it's a one-day event that we'll go to the funeral. We'll all cry together. We're, we're happy to do that, happy to do that. And then after that, then we're done with crying. We're done with grieving, and we stop checking in with that person. We, right. we kind of let that relationship slip and fall apart, and every time they bring up their grief, it's like, oh, I can't like your grieving again. And I think having that perspective of uh, – and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think in the the ancient Jewish culture, that grieving process formally was a year long. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, the, it was the expectation that this grief process would be a year right. of going through whatever the motions were at the time of processing that grief right. with people in your life. Um, and so that would be, w- one thing would be not, not to set the expectation that this grieving is going to be done and quick, but being right. a, a regular support in that person's life, being willing to just check in and say, hey, how are you doing with this loss um, because i know i i tend to feel like oh my gosh if i bring it up again they're going to like it's they're going to go through all the emotions again so i don't want i don't even want to bring it up but man it's so helpful I, in the experiences that people have shared with me it's just nice to be asked how yeah. are you doing how yeah, can i support you
1: that's that really has been my experience in the in this last 6 months we've had a number of funerals of of uh, people who their spouse died or whatever mm-hmm. and i've tried to just Every, every week or 10 days as the Holy Spirit prompts to just send them a note and, and say, hey, are you doing okay? Mm. Um, the, uh, b- because I, the, what people experience when, when a close family member dies especially is they go through the process of, of just going through the motions to get to the point of the funeral. People yep. come and support them, and that's good, that's important. You know, the funeral's done, um, either, either the body's cremated or, or buried, you, uh, have a meal together with the people who are there, and everybody leaves, and life starts. And, and, the, and, and what they experience is wait a second, everybody else has resumed to normal. Right. And this person that I love is gone mm. what in the world is wrong mm. with them don't they know right the world is not the same anymore mm. and um and and they need you just need to go through that process and so to be able to to come alongside people um i you know i get in trouble sometimes i'm physical touching close in the sky yeah. and i i think it's so important to to just hug people yeah. when when they're hurting cuz God works through that.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I think I think that leads to a, another thing that we do is we like to we like to be the ones to solve the problem. If I can say if I can if I can be the one that says the thing that unlocks this grief key for you and it opens the door, or I can share the right Bible verse that gets you past all of this grief nonsense. Yeah. Then that's what I like to do. And man, that's like that's why I love I love that picture of Jesus weeping. Right. With the people there, right. that Jesus doesn't go there to say, "Hey, dummies, <laughs> like why are you crying? Look, yeah. look who's in your presence." Jesus goes there and weeps with the people around him, and I think, like I think back to my own experiences of people that have lost mothers at a young age, or yeah, have gone through that grief process, and just I remember so clearly just sitting in someone's living room weeping right. with the family, and that's it. Yeah. You didn't have to say anything. You don't have to share the Bible verse that fixes everything. Right. But just being there and weeping and suffering with the people around you goes yeah. a lot longer than the right verse.
1: <laughs> Some Sometimes in message preparation, you do your study, you write. Uh, for me, I make notes, You know the random thoughts that come. In this particular passage, I probably listen to John 11. I listen to it audibly. I don't know three, four, five times, and each time different stuff would jump out to me. Yeah, but um, and, and then when you begin to write stuff, sometimes you feel like the Holy Spirit really jumps in. And and <laughs> and it, where'd that come from? Yeah. Um, one of those things in this particular message was I don't know that I've ever said it this way or thought it, but in the section where I said hugs matter, your presence matters, mm. just being there. Matters. Words probably matter the least. We yeah. t- we tend to say, "Oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to interact because I don't know what to say." Yeah, <laughs> and that's the least important thing. Yeah, um, when somebody's grieving, yeah, you don't have to have an
0: answer. Yeah, no. yeah. Great question. Great yeah. question. All right. Uh, at one point in the message, um, as we're, we're reading through John 11, we we, we read through the point where uh, Martha, it's Martha.
1: He, Martha is who he talks to first yes, and then Mary Martha. which is the opposite of, of <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. I'm trying to clarify yeah. um,
0: so Jesus is interacting with them and they say hey Lazarus is dead but even now yeah. you have the power that's what they recognize That even now you could ask God and God will give you what you ask so this question says can you speak more to that concept of even now and how Jesus can provide anything we ask but chooses what to provide for the benefit of God's greater plan
1: yeah, you know, it's funny because as soon as you start asking that question, my brain was going a, a zillion different ways. So th- this is actually verse 21 and 22. Um, Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, if you'd only been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. Yeah, She recognizes the power. We I talked about that in the message. If Jesus had come, Lazarus wouldn't have died. And then she says, but I know that even now... God will give you whatever you ask. And, and here's the whole even now thing that I think that makes sense for us is um, there are a lot of times that we blame God, that, that we say, yeah. God, if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. If, you know, these bad things would have happened. And the, and the power of even now is to say, that's not what happened. It's a different situation. And in this different situation, which is not the one that I want, God, I recognize that even now you can do something that's greater, mm. um, greater than what I anticipated. Yeah, that's that's I think the the power and the flip of the even now. It's not that um, that we can control what God does because we can't. Right. Um, right. But the recognition that no matter how bleak things look, no matter how messed up you think things are and and no matter how much you make blame god for your circumstances yeah even in that moment god can do something beyond yeah. what we anticipate beyond yeah. what we can comprehend and that's yeah. that's the power i think of the even now
0: yeah uh, i words. think for me i mean if i'm if i'm rephrasing it it basically comes down to god's the one that gets the last word yeah in every situation God, it, it it happens because of God's allowance or God's causing or whatever it might be. In in this situation, Jesus chose not to come to right. save Lazarus. He waited two days so that Lazarus would be dead by the time he got there. Yeah. So that was Jesus' choice. And Jesus it was, uh, two days before they traveled because he's Lazarus is dead four days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus chooses for that to happen. Yeah. And Jesus still has the last word over every circumst every every piece of that circumstance, including death itself. And it's not even just the last word, because He's in charge.
1: Right. It's the best word. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, if If Lazarus had gotten well, uh, that would have been cool. Yeah. But how much greater, for Jesus to bring Lazarus back to life yeah. again, and to and yep. to. Uh, Man, I, I I just think for the rest of his life, however long Lazarus lived, yeah, people kept saying, "I can't believe you're here." I can't believe you're here. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, well, that's I, I, I was talking with someone earlier this week. Like, it's so cool to look at how how intentional Jesus is with everything, and that whenever Jesus does something like this, he typically tells us the purpose for it yeah and so he tells the disciples i'm waiting so that you would believe in me i'm doing this so that you would believe in me and like and 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 knowing that the purpose behind that is that if yeah if jesus showed up early and jesus just heals lazarus of whatever sickness is well jesus has healed people before like this is just the same old jesus but now you see jesus as this power over death power over death figure like man that's so yeah that's that's that concept of even now is that yeah. It's always the best when we give that to Jesus yep. and say, Your way is best, yep. which is cool. All right. This is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it said that Jesus had to call Lazarus specifically Sorry. by name. Carmen, <laughs> Lazarus, come forth. I have to call Lazarus. Jesus had to call Lazarus specifically by name or else everyone else in the graveyard would have also risen from the dead because Jesus couldn't control his power. So is Jesus always in control? If Jesus didn't say Lazarus, would there've been a mass zombie resurrection like we talked about? Let's go one step at a time. First of all, yeah. Um
1: Jesus is not an avenger. <laughs> um Jesus there's no question in terms of Jesus ability to control his power. It's not uh uh Jesus was, um, college word, volitional. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> J- Jesus made choices about what he did, how he did it. Yeah. Um, God working in him through him. Um, secondly, I think it's probably a big stretch. It's a fun mind game to say, yes. had he not said Lazarus' name, what would have happened? I think probably um, Jesus was clear, because he was clear. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> he d- now, could Jesus... Have said, come forth, and everybody dead come back to life. Absolutely, could yeah. have at the at his resurrection, right? Uh, you know, at his crucifixion, people came back to life and are, are walking through the town. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Yeah, clearly, that could have happened. But Jesus, Jesus was specific because he was dealing with Lazarus, and Lazarus would have. I, well, I was going to say he was the only one in the tomb, but that may not have been the case. It, if it right. were a family tomb, there may have been ultimate, ultimately other bodies that sure. were there. Sure. Which, that's a weird thing to think. It is a weird, <laughs> weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lazarus is saying, ah, there's <laughs> Uncle Henry. There's Aunt Marge. Oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <I> got <laughs> move the stone, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it, uh, you know, I'm trying to think through other miracles that Jesus performed where... He was specific and he wasn't specific. And the th- re- really, I mean, the real power that Jesus has is that his power comes from him. And so his power is driven by him. So it's right. not driven by the verbiage that may or may not be used. Like when, when Jesus is with the disciples and says, peace be still over the storm. Yeah. It's not that every storm over the entire globe immediately stopped at that moment. Right. But in that situation... He applied his power to the storm. Yep. It stopped. And so with Lazarus, I think why he's calling Lazarus specifically is because, ev- like we talked about, everyone there cared about Lazarus. Right. And so Jesus shows, I care about Lazarus. I'm going to call you by name. I know you by name. Get out yeah. of the tomb. Yeah, Which is cool. All right, last question. Um, and this is, a, this is a great one to end on. If you've believed in Jesus, but you still wrestle, wrestle with sin, how do you take off the grave clothes and get rid of this body of death? So you had talked about this, that we have to make that decision to, yeah. to follow Jesus, to believe Jesus, and that decision is marked by action. It's not just right. belief and then nothing follows from that. Um, that making that decision to follow Jesus is always followed by that action of pursuing Jesus, leaving the body of that, that graphic image of the body of death, which is so... Vivid and I, horrifying. I was, I, was, I was
1: hesitant to use it, but I thought it's oh it'll historical. Sti- it'll stick with you. Yeah, it'll stink <laughs> with you. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So with that concept of you know that's that's the picture we have is this body of death grafted to us almost. How how do you how do you go through that process of you've made the decision to believe in Jesus and now you have to. You, you still wrestle with that sin, that sin you've struggled with for five years, 10 years, 20 years. How do you cut off the body of death of sin?
1: Yeah, that, that's a, a great question. And I think um, it actually, there was a part of the message that didn't make it in today that dealt with that more specifically. The, the, um, uh, Paul, Paul in Romans says, wretched man that I am, this Body of death. Mm. He's talking. He's talking about the, about being connected to the law. Um, mm. I, the the decision to to cut loose that old person mm. um, that gets lived out in some real practical ways. I um, you know in the same way if you think about that image of a dead body tied to you, the only way that you can live is to cut cut that loose yeah. and and walk away from it. We need to walk away from the. The old man. Hmm. Um, the cool thing is, in Scripture, it talks about that when we give our lives to Jesus, that the old Second uh, Corinthians five, that the hmm. oldest passed away, the newest come. That 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 old person dies. The imagery of baptism hmm. in the in in Romans right. six is that the old person is buried in the water, hmm. and a new person comes out. All of that imagery makes great sense and and helps us know that we're able to point to a specific point in time Mm. and say that's what that's when i died that's when my sins were forgiven that's when everything changed um now satan's going to do everything that he can to keep strapping that old body to us and we have to make choices through the process to say no that's not who i am no i'm not going to go there no i'm not going to live with that Mm. um Satan tries to do that lots of times on our own. We say, Oh, you know what, that old body, that maybe that wasn't so bad. It, it was nice. It's um, you know, after a while, my nose got used to the smell. And right. uh, um, and we we have to see with the eyes of Jesus mm. to be willing to walk away and to recognize that to to live with that old body strapped to us. It will kill us. Mm. It'll it'll ki- kill us spiritually. Jesus for Jesus death on the cross, Jesus crucifixion and his resurrection frees us from that. We don't have to. Mm. And why would we want to? Yeah. But Satan does make it attractive, and we go that path. The great thing is to know that God's grace yeah covers, and that we can we can. Um, uh, own our sin, we can confess it, we can repent of it, yeah. and know that we have that full forgiveness of Jesus. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. And I, I love Galatians um, when when Paul says it was for freedom that we were set free. Yeah, um, it's it's we the dead body was cut off of us so that we could run and play and live and right. breathe <laughs> and do all that stuff. That's why that dead body was cut off of us. We need to. Why? Why would we go back to it? We need to live in that freedom.
0: Yeah. Well, I love. I, I think it's so cool that if we're talking about this imagery of the grave clothes, taking off the grave clothes, that Jesus tells them to take off the grave clothes. So it's this community that's helping Lazarus. So Lazarus isn't there by himself, struggling to get out of the grave clothes, but he has a community of people come around him and help him with that process. And I think for us, we so often get into the mindset of like, I'm the only one that struggles with this sin. So I have to be the one to wrestle through this by myself. And maybe God will give me that supernatural miracle that will immediately free me from whatever the sin is. But the reality is you've been placed into a body of believers that hopefully are driven by grace for one another and long to see each other free and to encourage one another in our freedom and to walk in freedom. And that's why we do life groups and yeah. equip groups and Sunday mornings and podcasts like this where we can come together and as a community work through that process of what it looks like to take off the grave clothes and stay in freedom with Christ. I think yeah. it's really cool.
1: We um, Back in another life, when I was, <laughs> when I was a music uh, minister, and we were doing big musical productions. One of the one of the it's funny because the scene I can I can see it in my eyes right now in mm. my head. I can see it in my eyes. <laughs> can see it in my head in my memory. Um, the uh, one of the productions had the resurrection of Lazarus mm. in the production, and and so we we portrayed that. Yeah. And and it was a very vivid thing because Lazarus was wrapped up. You yeah. know his his he he was just moving. Barely moving mm. because he was all bound up from the grave clothes, yeah. and that there was then a group of people that came around that mm. that cut it off and unraveled that, yeah. um, to to free him up, mm. and I I just I can't imagine what the um what the celebration was like <laughs> when the grave clothes came off, and Lazarus saw Jesus and mm. Lazarus saw Mary and Martha. And, and it and everybody's just dumbfounded at what's happening. it just <laughs> right. it had to be like, whoa. Yeah. Um which makes the end of that of of uh, John eleven all the more amazing when the some of the people go to the Pharisees and the yep. Pharisees say, This if this guy keeps doing this stuff, people are gonna <laughs> believe him and not pay attention to us. They're
0: gonna take our it's power. Like, it's like that's your takeaway? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Wow!
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing what yep. blinds us from who Jesus is. But yep. that's that's great. Yeah, I think that's a, a good way to end it. So, um, anything else regarding the concept of Jesus having power over death that we want to end with? That's um, the, that's all the questions that we have.
1: Yeah. No, uh, um, I I just think again, um, well, I I guess this didn't this. This is another path that didn't make it in the message, the power of hope, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the, um, if, if we are here and our life and there's no promise of life after death and our life hmm. is only what we experience here on earth and then we die and it's done, hmm. that's such a hopeless way to live what we do doesn't really matter it it really doesn't matter it doesn't matter if we're wildly successful it doesn't matter if we treat people horribly it doesn't matter it just doesn't matter because when you die you're done right um but if there is hope beyond the grave if jesus really is the resurrection yeah then all of a sudden it's a completely different ball game yeah and um that's cool
0: Yes. Thankfully, it's a different ballgame. Yep. That's right. <laughs> and he, Jesus takes care of that. Jesus
1: is power over death. Yeah.
0: So cool. Great. Well, thank you so much for submitting questions. Uh, this was great to continue the discussion, to go a little deeper. Uh, hopefully, you'll stick with us as we keep going through the Jesus is series, and we'll find out what else Jesus is yep. next week. So thanks for submitting questions. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week.